Welcome to Breaking Bread with Peachy, where you're always invited to have a seat at the table. We talk about what's on our hearts and minds until they're clear. It might get messy, but my grandmother told me the true testament to a good meal is a stained outfit. We're going to fill you up and then send you on your way. So let's get into it. I'm going to switch topics for a second because it came up a few times in many different ways. I want to talk about self-care and radical self-care and the practicing of radical self-care because we kind of learn in some way, shape, or form how to take better care of ourselves, right? And I think that instead of rewarding ourselves with a spa treatment every quarter or, you know, when you got a promotion, why don't we make routine of it? Why don't we say every Sunday I take baths? Or every day. Every oh, day. Every day. I mean, you should shower you regularly. Anyway. You should wash you regularly. You have a good bidet. <laughs> but oh, like yeah. you know because i feel like we oh, don't normally make a routine of taking care of ourselves and what does that look like and i know so i made these ladies work for today and i had them fill out a questionnaire and okay so be it was a great job i said i'm still waiting for my check we're gonna edit this out too. You ain't got to. So it's just a matter of like, what do we do for self care? Like, not just you know, ever so often, I'll you know spend time watching Netflix. It's like no, every day I block off thirty minutes on my calendar to work out or to read the Bible or to meditate. But it's something we do religiously because we are so religious with so many other things in our lives for other people. But what are we doing for ourselves? All the time. I say no a lot. Wow, a lot. Um, <laughs> that's good. Teach really good. Okay. <laughs> like, my response was self care. <laughs> oh no. That that that. And exactly. Listen. I mean, I think it's work, but it it bled into my personal life, um, and I'm happy about that because why not? Um, I think I feel like also the underlying thing that we talked about when we talk about relationships is family, right? Mm-hmm. We all talk about in different ways, parents, siblings, etc. And we even have a pair of sisters here. Um, but for me, it's just like, part of my self-care is also getting reacquainted with family. Mm-hmm. And for better or for worse, family's family. <laughs> um, and I had to learn that the hard way, I'm mm-hmm. just being honest. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like my little sister and I got really close. Mm -hmm. And we started practicing self-care together, i.e. shopping on (laughs) Saks.com. And, I mean, everyone knows I love a good skincare routine. I got myself a steamer. Sabine taught me my skincare routine. (laughs) I've been better since. Facial steamers and tools. Got you, got you. Don't drop no no products unless we get in the check. No, I'm not. not, (laughs) You you already, I was, this. No, um, but yes, I I for better. I've been taking care of my skin for the better part of the year, not the whole year. You know, know your limitations. Um, the soaking in the bath. I discovered all different types of variation of Epsom salt. <laughs> bath bombs. Oh my! I took a trip to Lush in December 2019, and I did not know what that did for my life. Mm. Anyway. But anyway, I think self-care comes in various forms and to the extent that you can find someone to care for yourself as well, don't gotta be a relationship, could be family, just saying, 
Yeah, do that. I one of my old managers taught me this. I don't know if he knows he taught me this, but sometimes you can get really busy at work and you're just going, going, going. And most times people respect your calendar and they won't put meetings on when you already have a meeting. So he would literally put 30 minute blocks on different parts of his calendar just so no one would reach out to him. Yeah. And I like that. And I feel like some companies, and maybe it's just in the technology field, mm-hmm. um, they'll do no meeting Fridays because mm-hmm. they know we're always on calls and we're always working, so we need a catch-up day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I appreciate that because in some ways that's self-care because it's mm-hmm. like these 30 minutes, no one's going to contact me. Yeah. And I can either get done what I need to get done or hopefully no one at my current establishment is listening to this. I might take a power nap. You yeah. know, mm. I'm home. Your lunch is your lunch. My your lunch is my lunch. lunch. Yeah. You know, I gotta feed my body. Hello. I definitely left work before to get my hair done. Shout out to Lance Lappin, Nicole. Um, and I came back like, hey, listen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How you doing? How you doing? So yeah, I feel like we practicing self care and being intentional about it and repeating it is very important. Don't just do one time as a one-off and then always think about that one time where you went to the spa and had a good time. I'm a creature of habit. So I, I'm a routine. That's why the pandemic struck me. I do the same thing at the same time. I journal every day. I do crossword puzzles every day. I color. And that's a routine. I don't leave the house, won't do anything until I do my journaling and my crossword puzzles and read my meditation book. So I don't want to go out there with an energy that's mm-hmm. not receptive because energy. energy is transferable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to bring my burden to someone else, someone's home, someone's mm-hmm. mind. So I get me together. But it's, it's important. And then the other day, all by myself, flowers all the time. When the flowers die, yeah. I put my foot spot on, I put the rose petals in it. Yeah. And then set yourself with your lavender oil. Yeah. Yeah. Teach us. Yeah. I, my book. I just started Barack Obama. So my Christmas Which one? Oh, the new book. Oh, the new one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just started his book. It's really good, too. It's radical self-care, um, consistent self-care? Or? I think it's two different things. I think radical self-care is, you know, being as intentional about taking care of yourself mm-hmm. as you are intentional about any other Anything. thing you do for anyone it's else. It's a tool for me because my anxiety. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people yeah. say they work out. Some people may do certain. For me, it calms my anxiety. Yeah. It eases my mind and my spirit mm-hmm. before I start getting into my head. It's like yeah. it blocks out stuff. I have to focus on something else so I don't yeah. focus on the noise in my head. Yeah. And that, you know? Yeah. When I hear radical self-care from the different women in this space, I'm hearing guilt. No, no, because like some of us are, I mean, I'm, I'm including myself, like some of us are struggling with the consistency of yeah. it. Some of us are like, you have a really good routine. I have a particular routine that does certain things for me, but like, we're afraid to get into it because yeah. we're thinking of the other million mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. we can do. Mm-hmm. But that then doesn't really let it be <laughs> self-care. It's so radical. it has to be guilt-free yeah. <laughs> if it's really going to be radical for us. That's yeah. why let me shout out that, Nicole her. Overstreet for Ooh. bringing this up. Because she took, because I told her I wanted to talk about this. She was like, let me, let me push you a little bit. <laughs> Let's actually do oh, rap. Nicole, the psychologist, 
in yeah. her PhD professor. PhD professor. Yeah, exactly. Hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> Where's she from, Smith? We're not gonna tell what part of New York she's from because that's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna fight me when she. But it's just like she said that she was like, let's talk about radical self care. Let's talk about guilt free intentionality. You know, repeated frequency like. Don't just do it once and forget. Don't just, mm-hmm. you know, think of it as a reward. Like, oh, oh yeah. I did something good. So I, I deserve this. You always deserve to take yeah. care of yourself. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. second of every minute of every day. The question I'm is. Ask a question. Oh, right. I'll quickly go quickly. But, um, you know, you mentioned guilt-free self-care. And I don't know about other listeners. But I feel very guilty when I do spend time on myself. Right? And it's very difficult for me. I'll do one little thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, I should not have even done that. Your plan returns in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's true. How do you how do you get over like that feeling of good? Continuously doing it. Mm-hmm. So it becomes normal. So my credit card will be normalizing. I told someone this the other day. When you go to church, you believe in God. You believe, oh, I plant seeds. When you plant seeds, what happens? Mm-hmm. So if I planted a seed and I sown something to someone else, why would it not be returned to me? Hello. Wow, well, it's a boomerang effect. Would you put out? Hopefully, it ricochet and hit me right Energy's back in the head. Not destroyed, you so know what I mean? So, if you did something yeah. to do for others, why don't you deserve that same treatment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you? Why are they over you? You know what I mean? It's about self love. If you love yourself that much, you know no one comes before you besides God. You don't have children, so nobody comes before you yeah. besides God. You know? Yeah, you know? People who have children always say, oh, it's, it's God, my children, then me. God, us, so if you know you do for others, why won't you do for yourself? It's funny because I'm in a Bible study now and that has been very phenomenal to me. But one of the girls has said, Oh, um, love your neighbors as yourself. That doesn't mean you exclude loving yourself. Mm-hmm. That stuck with me so hard. I'm like, Wow. Yes, you I have... definitely show love to others when I feel like mm-hmm. Why would you not get back what you put out? If you planted seeds, you're, plant, you're expecting some seeds. You know, growth. If you put some seeds, you're expecting something to come out that dirt. Yeah. But I think that's part of being a black woman. Like, Because if, if that yeah, was the case, yeah. then we wouldn't be. Then it wouldn't be so many of us that are like so that accomplished that in situationships mm-hmm. and stuff that we take or that we take like the bare minimum for our relationship. Exactly. My question know? was going to be, why is it so difficult for us to practice what we preach? To practice self-love mm-hmm. generally. And when you said that is now about the boomerang effect, I can imagine that many of us feel like because I'm loving, mm-hmm. because I am so loving, because I am so giving, mm-hmm. then this energy is going to be boomeranged back to me, right? So then we find people who are like, you're going to you're gonna give this back to me because like, mm-hmm. I've been spending my whole life. But that's, only, right. but that's only if we sow into fertile soil. Oh, yes. okay. Exactly. Exactly. Is this Sunday service? Yes. And so that's <laughs> the question. Like, thing is, is like, so but that's what we just saw. Like, fertile soil at this, so fertile soil at this moment. Everything right. has a Exactly. Right. And you were talking about exactly. this earlier, Kina, with we have a tendency to want to see the potential. Out. Listen, I'm an HR. You want to talk potential? I will <laughs> hide off you. I will high performance you. I will nine bark the Negro until I think I can. And it's just like, no. No, it ain't in it. He is not your That's ministry. the thing. Yes. Because we t- only do it is the fertile soil. Because we're trying to repair all of these. What's the, what's the Bible verse? Somebody, it's like these these dead bones, like wake yeah. these dead bones. And I don't think like, that's it, but we, I get it. You know, dry bones, dry bones. We have all these dry bones, and it's like we're trying to water them or we're trying to pump them yeah, alive. They dead. Yeah. Like leave them alone. Yeah. Let leave well it. enough alone. Leave well yeah. enough alone.
So but you were saying something earlier about our generation and like how we don't see things the same way. And I think it's mm-hmm. like, I've read other memes that are like, we're between, and I, as a person who works with Gen Z, mm-hmm. we, are, so, we are that We have technology because mm-hmm. we came before the internet, but after computers, we're like, we're in this yeah, weird space, but we got old school parents, so like every time I think about my own unborn kids, I just like think about the phrase, and I'm like, oh no, you can't say that to them. That that bit of who am I in this like current world? Like, what are all the things? And knowing that it's more, I want more. Right. I want more than what my parents dreamed of yep. for themselves. But I still want. To, I still have the tradition like inside yeah. of trying to figure out how to grapple with the two of them. I don't want you to know I'm independent. That I do anything for you. Do it. I should still me. I call myself a modern traditionalist. That's a perfect name for. So I feel like I I don't know why I keep bringing them back to family, but like. At some point during this pandemic, I had a real conversation with my mom, my mom, who for better or for worse is my mother. Um, and we have all of us. You know, and she had said something to me, and we were talking about strained relationships in general. But she had said something to me like, "Oh, like, well, my parents never did X." Yeah. And like, I didn't get it that day in that moment, but I went home and I was like, "That makes so much sense." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, okay, like, and obviously I had this conversation over and over and over with different people, but just not her. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that just makes so much sense to me. It, it, I don't know why it took that long for it to resonate with me, but like, because she probably had a conversation with you for like the first time. Like that, that could be it. Other, that that's could the be other it. part. I like, mean, Carmen, you know too much, but that could be it. <laughs> and it could be as an adult, like yeah. when you're a right. child. Like I'm still a child to my mom. I'm still very yeah. nervous when I do things that are bad, and like, my mom finds out. Even you like don't put the chicken. Space. I live in my own space. I, I pay my own bills. I have my own tax ID. And I still mind. I'll take a my dogs bark when I'm not home. <laughs> so I'm like, y'all, I hope they start barking so they don't know. Because if they don't bark, they're like, oh, this shit doesn't know. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, can I bark? I'm like, mm, mm. So they can make noise. Like, so they can think I'm not home. But why as an adult, you pay your own bills. You why still have so to tiptoe. Well, like, well, I respect my family. Because that's what they always like, said to you. Do I fear them? You don't have to slave right. It goes right. back to the slave mentality. Right. Right. How people are raised. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to do, you have to have to be perfect. Don't you, speak up at work. Don't say certain don't things. Don't say the wrong thing. They're going to look at you. Play it safe. Just play it safe. Play it safe. Stay alive. Right. So, so I had, I had a, 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 a medical issue, right? A medical issue that turned out to be nothing. Thank God, right? But... There was this part of me that didn't want to talk to my mother about it yeah. because I'm just like, well, what is she going to think mm-hmm. or what is she going to assume or what is she going to know? Mm-hmm. It's like, but Kina, this could be life or death mm-hmm. and you don't want to tell your mom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because just like, I don't want her to be disappointed mm-hmm. or I don't want her to be like, not my baby, like one of those. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we also kind of have to give our parents a little bit more credit than we do because one, they were, they also didn't have the time to be our friend. They had to be our parent. And that's a very explicitly so because they are (laughs) petrified of us going the wrong way, doing the wrong thing, hanging in the wrong crowd. Exactly. Like they had to be parents. But I feel like we we miss going back to our parents as adults Mm -hmm. and establishing a new relationship with them because there's so much that can come out of it. Like me and my mom's my best friend. 
granted, I forgot to put the chicken in the oven at the right time. <laughs> I just knew it was going to be bad. Yeah, but, but you know, I know. I was like, well, I'm out. Like, nah. I thought Kina cranked it up to four. I said, leave out. I told her to leave out. Like, go home. No, I know you were buttering it. Put the water on the Hello. Put that thing up. I was nervous. about our parents is our parents, I feel like, judging from the rumor that I've heard, our parents probably all tried to provide a better future for us than they had. Mm-hmm. But we also have to realize, like, if you look at the personality quadrants, they fall in different quadrants than we do. Mm-hmm. If you think about love languages, the way that mm-hmm. they express love mm-hmm. is different than we may receive love. Mm-hmm. So they might have been doing better things based off of their personal mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. but it might not have fully spoke to what we need. Exactly. So I think, yeah, you know. yeah, mm-hmm. so I feel like for sure. me, like trying to navigate my parental relationship, I felt like I had to kind of understand where they are coming from a little bit more. And when you do this, you mean this because you didn't have this. Mm-hmm. It might not have meant much to me mm-hmm. <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Right. But now I understand why you did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, so one of the points that you made earlier from that is that I feel like we also have to work on reprogramming ourselves. So our parents might have done certain things, we might have had certain things that happened to us, but we have to, we're adults now. We can't go back, it happens. So now we have to work on reprogramming ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, Tina always calls me pot, in reference to the pot of the kettle black. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet, so I'm not mm-hmm. saying it, but that's something that I feel like going into 2021, I want to actively work on reprogramming some of the bad tendencies and, and habits I built over the years. Um, from my childhood, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm an adult now, like mm-hmm. I can only shoot. I have my own tax ID. I'm saying, I have my own tax ID. Think about the word education and, and you know, a deuce that means to bring out the best in someone, you know. Mm. So, our parents have brought the best out of us, you know. I even sit around, I'm like, I never missed that, but that's so dope. Mm-hmm. But it's what we take from it. That's how we receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming from times where you may not understand countries, you know, coming mm-hmm. to America, different things. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I have to walk this fine line to get to where you're at. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes you'll browbeat them like, no, mm-hmm. you didn't listen, you didn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to, so I don't know how to do that. Right. And then it was in therapy, like, mm-hmm. as readily as it is now for you yeah. to say, hey. Yeah. Then they had husbands who were always working, so you didn't mm-hmm. have a husband Jesus you were home therapy. talking to. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, right. didn't have, you didn't have a husband so you were going home to talk to. Mm-hmm. So they were, like, not even connected in a certain sense. So it's like, everyone is not connected, but connected in a sense. Because you mm-hmm. know it's family at the end of the day. Like you said, no matter what. It's still family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my cousin get on. That's still my cousin. Mm-hmm. You know they gonna come still. Just hide the stuff. But they yeah. still man, come. man, you know, man, man. <laughs> when the cookie crumbles, it's like I'm giving you the best of me. I want to, you know, all I can give. And it's what you take from it. And the little tidbits and little gems. You like, I take gems from here. The gems you take that will make a difference in how you go forth. The gems your parents put, you know, in you. The work ethic, the grit. It never failed us yet. Mm-hmm. My grandmother says all the time, you can't control what happens after you've done your good thing because it's just like if you give somebody a dollar on the street because they said they're hungry and they use it for drugs your intentions so that's why i try to remember all the time like if i'm doing the right thing and my heart is in the right place I'm, I can live happy with that. Mm-hmm. You can't make me a villain when I know I've done my best. You know, guys, you know, relationships and people, they'll try to point you out. Oh, this person didn't listen, they didn't. I know what I did. So you can go and paint the story for the people if you yeah. want. Mm-hmm. But I know in my heart to heart, I was the best you've ever had. <laughs> so The meme. Don't, spend, don't waste your time defending yourself. Today. I'm not. I, don't yeah. know. Um, I, don't know. I know this is, I, this 
we were, we were talking about radical health care, radical self-care, and it wouldn't be a peachy key event without me giving out gifts. <laughs> so I have some things for you guys. So one, some four of the bags are missing one thing because Amazon <laughs> messed up my delivery. So I have a question because this is a reflection of me. So one thing, talking about moms, both of you, I have a statement and a question. The statement why I asked my mom about our upbringing, and she admitted to being afraid. Because mom was a single mom. She was like, I was just afraid. I didn't know what the world had. I just wanted y'all to be able to deal with the world, and I wanted to do all things right. So when it came to the question of why weren't we friends, right? Because I had a mom who was like, we're never friends. We're not friends. <laughs> Me. I thought I had eight bags out here. My bad. Um, but my question is, having had a single mom, and I know everybody didn't have a single mom, but had a mom and dad with different stories. One thing I'm recognizing about my like ability to receive love is, you know, representation is everything, right? We we can say that about TV, right? And it hit me when I got home. I was like, my ability to like see myself in a really long term, stable, healthy ongoingly loving relationship was a challenge because I grew up with a single mom who didn't date while we were growing up. So I never watched my mom be loved or be loved on other than by her sisters or sister friends or like people who like love her, like all oh, y'all love me, you know what I mean? But like, we're all very clear because we grown that that's different than somebody in your house taking care of you. And I was like, I don't want to perpetuate that cycle. But I'm just curious for the people around the table who watched their mom be loved on whether your mom was single or not because just because you got a man I mean but like actively like he took not took yeah. care of because she couldn't take care of herself but like was loved on like watch them work through fights mm-hmm. watch her watch him show up and make mistakes or her whoever you know see my grandparents they raised everybody for 61 years Wow. And I'm like, the numbers sound good, but my first thought, I would never marry a man like my grandfather. Mm-hmm. That's the first and thing exactly. I say. Love him to death. My and I'm, I'm, I'm tell you, I'm topsy-turvy on that. Because I'm coming from somebody who's young, who's like, but back then a man staying home to raise their kids was kind of far-fetched. Mm-hmm. Men was going pillar to post. You know, they're like mm-hmm. stepsisters, this and that. I never heard nobody come say they was my grandfather's child. So it's like, I honor <laughs> right. you because you wasn't that Rolling Stone, Leggings hat, but comes mm-hmm. home. And it's cool, but you were never available. Mm. So it's like you're there. And I tell people, you being in my space means nothing if I can't confide in you, if I can't yeah. let go, if I, I can't put the cast, yeah. I can't cast my cares on you. Mm. Then you being in a space means nothing. So Jeannie Mai talked about mm-hmm. that, and she was like, when she mm-hmm. marries Jeezy, I want to marry Jeezy for the real. So she was like, when I get married, I want to submit to my husband. Oh, yeah. And I feel her because I'm just like, I am tired of running the rooms I'm in. Like, I'm tired of being a boss at work, trying to be a boss here, here, here. When I come home, my husband, my partner is going to know me and is going to know how I work. And he's gonna make great decisions mm-hmm. based off of that, but, and yeah. I'm gonna be able to chill. And I'm like, he got this. Yeah. Like, it's cool, but and I, I'm gonna want to trust somebody so like that. But I think we look at submission so in a way where it's not submission can be understanding. Like you choose to be, you choose to be submissive because you understand your worth. I feel like a lot of women hear submissive and they get like 
because it's, there's this there's this very patriarchal view that shows it as like you can't have to lose yourself to be submissive. And I don't think that if, if you're in the right relationship, then you don't have to lose yourself to be submissive. So I feel like at any time we show people that we love that we can be submissive. You know, Fifi asked about like looking at your mom getting like loved on. And I didn't see that when my, my parents got divorced and it was like pretty much it. And my dad got remarried. But my mom to this day still hasn't gotten married. And you know, even if there were men that I think she may have been dating, they were they were never she never felt comfortable explicitly saying mm-hmm. that this was so and so and so. And even now when I speak to her about it, she's like, Well, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna be in relationship at this point, like he's gonna come racist because I can't be aggravated at this age. Like I'm gonna be aggravated at this age. Like, so it's it's weird that even like, you know, she's sixty nine and she's still thinking about being aggravated you know like that's still like that's still at the forefront of her mind like right she's still and that's that's still that's still right and she's like she's like she she has to come with more if i'm going to deal with him at this point in my life and that's crazy because that's the same way i feel at 31 i'm like he gotta come with more if i'm gonna be aggravated too like because i don't want to be aggravated i've been living on my own since i was 25 so if i'm gonna be aggravated it may be for a reason i resonate with that so much literally on thanksgiving day my parents have been married 36 years and then <laughs> so somebody said that like at thanksgiving like, oh yeah, I've been married 36 years. And then my little sister goes happily. My mom said, nope. I've very few oh, are happily married for that long. But you know, and that's high highs and lows, because everybody who right. knows yeah. anything knows that I mean, it's highs and lows. Time. So that's a general assessment <laughs> of this right. is beyond highs and lows. Yeah, this is like I just didn't know to do anything other than deal with this person. Mm-hmm. So it I'm sorry, Dustin. I, I was gonna say, I feel like the only time I see my parents oh, being like lovey dovey is like on the anniversary, one day a year. So it's funny yeah. this guy and i hope he's listening to this oh, podcast <laughs> he didn't make the parfait yeah. right Listen, i'm gonna send him the uh okay. link uh, but um, i used to have a crush on him but his sister said something that resonated with me and i've taken it with me for all my life and she said her now husband loved her into submission and i feel like that's the thing that people Throw the shoe, throw the shoe. No, you saw me just now. (laughs) Because he loved her into submission because it's just like so many men want us to just let me do, let me do. Like you have to show me that I can trust you to let go. And when you love me the way I need to be loved and the things that need to be done. That's what I was going to say about you when you were like coming home because everybody's like, I'm obviously a control freak, but (laughs) we're like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, if I can trust you. Like if I can give you a grocery list and know that you're gonna go to the grocery store, bring my actual But the thing is, it's not even about having a grocery list. If you just bring the grocery list, what about me having to give you? Because you know we ain't got no eggs. Right, not because. Not because you have to be told to. Not because you look you have to be told to. Because you're thirsty and you like to drink juice. Buy it. I feel like that's what I like. And you see the Dr. Bronner's getting like this. I feel like, why don't you say, let me go to the store and hear us on the table with something. Not, hey, can you have these I'll burst everybody's bubble because I think everybody here dates man but me. I was my brother, who's also a gay man. And he don't do that either. So. I got one more 
boyfriend, he feminist, he maybe will. But even if he didn't, I would be like, he does other things. But like, I get, no. Let's no, it's about being it's a It's high. I like thoughtfulness. When we were talking about things like we saw our parents do, and you know, there's a lot to go into the relationship with my mom and my dad, but my mom would always make sure my dad had booty. My mom would always make sure, even if he wasn't home yet, his plate was in the in the microwave for him to warm up or whatever. And my family's like the same way. Like I used to, you know, prior to the pandemic, if we bought somebody over for the holidays, they got to make their plate first. And we got to make our plate with them because they were our guests. So I would always try to bring somebody over because I'm trying to get my plate first. first. And it's just, so I think that that's what I do for people. It's just like, you know, I might not be lovey-dovey hugging up on you, but I'm gonna make sure you got your favorite things in the fridge. I'm gonna make sure, you know, if you coming over, you hungry, there's food for you to eat. Right. And that's how I express my love or my care and concern. I said, sorry, I said, I did not mean to cut you up. I think that the, that's the thing that I've noticed about us as a generation talking about love languages that I don't think our parents talk no. about. Yeah, no. So I have the parents that, I don't know how old. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to say maybe 37 years in December this month? Oh, shoot, that's like in a week. She said December. <laughs> <laughs> I, think 30, I think 37 years. My parents been married. Um, and so I remember, like my parents, I will say generally have been happy together. But I do remember the crap that my parents did. Like I, re- I explicitly remember a time in junior high school where my parents went through such a risk that they were sleeping in separate bedrooms. And we live in a house. It's so like I remember, like my mother was like, "And this is my room now," and I was like, "Huh?" Like I remember these types of things explicitly. And generally, I think yes, my parents are happily married. But I also think that like I noticed things about my parents being a person who has tapped into self-care, who has tapped into therapy, who has tapped into understanding my triggers that they don't realize about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like really ironic for me to notice things about them that they don't notice about each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I can understand, I know my father's so when it's in talking about dating during the pandemic also like the way i show love is different than the way i feel love mm-hmm. so i give love by buying things but i feel love by quality time mm-hmm. and like i know my parents love languages and how they feel love mm-hmm. and how they give love mm-hmm. and i actually noticed the disconnect between how my mother receives love mm-hmm. and how my father shows love yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like a slight of annoyance, and I almost want to be like, y'all just need to read this short, <laughs> just read the one pager, right? Change your whole view because my father shows love by physical touch, and I know like that because he does that, right? Because I, but I know that because he does that with me. Mm-hmm. So my father will say, come to me and be like, hey, daughter, how was your day? And it's not so much that he's asking me how my day was. He touches my shoulder and says, no, he's like, he's right. present. Mm-hmm. How is your day? Like, he wants to see if there's literally tension mm-hmm. in my physical presence when I'm around him. And he'll say something to me like, oh, why you scrunch up your, my father's listening, why you scrunch up your shoulder so? Like, he's very much a physical touch love giver. Mm-hmm. My mother is not a physical touch love receiver. Mm-hmm. My mother has had various health issues. Thank God she's okay in like 
actually thank God she has been able to get a lot done mm-hmm. during the pandemic to make her mm-hmm. better. But like my mother's not a physical touch receiver, partially because of her physical body mm-hmm. and the way that her body just has reacted to things over the years. So it's really interesting because my mom's like, oh, mm-hmm. why would you, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see like their dynamic. And so mm-hmm. some of the things it's like, I've, I've recognized you know what I need to have conversations about with the partner. I've slightly hated but slightly loved attempting to date in the pandemic because I'm very explicit about what I want. I'm very intentional about what I'm willing to take and not take. And I'm willing to be direct because I am not going to leave my house anybody so this conversation has been great and i know once the speakers turn off we're going to continue the libations are still going to flow but we've been sure. talking for quite some time right no, now I forgot, I that's how you know it got you good yeah, there was a point where we just all got really comfortable and we forgot that the like, that's mm-hmm. the best part so that's why so you know shameless plug for breaking bed with peachy it's about like i told you guys to be coming over here i want you to be comfortable i want you to be cozy because i just want it to be a conversation and that's why i think the best conversations happen over food and who am I to deny someone food? <laughs> so you got your goodie bags, and I'm going to do a couple of shameless plugs that I will make sure is somewhere. So when I asked you guys how you, what is self-care for you, I was intentional about that. We have some slippers I mean, yeah, that yeah, Chanel made. So the slippers yeah, say amazing. going places. Oh, oh, I'll yeah. only be going to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom is a place. That is, that is, and that's where I'll be going. We have, <laughs> we have eye masks that say dream chasing. I need an eye mask. I'm blocking out the world. We have a color. We have an adult coloring book of Zen of black faces. I made sure I bought the multicultural crayons. Yeah. Multicultural. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Multicultural. Um, you guys got the these. I love this book for your journaling, writing down your ideas, and a pen. My my aunt actually created these books. Yeah. And everybody got different covers. If you guys want to look and swap around, that's fine by me. Mine is the best. So you got different book covers. Um, I got these candles. So these candles all are different things. Like some of them are like wealth, happiness. Um, Some of them are like just nice flavors and scents. So you got candles. And then I feel like I've been shouting out Abby most of this podcast. But Abby actually got this book for me, The Four Agreements, a long time ago. And I was like, I think that it's perfect for now because it's like, agreements that you make for yourself and it's important so i got you guys this book as well so you can add it to your well-read black girl list and anything else well again thank you why don't we all like read it again before the year we should even if you have read it just read it again again. so this one was intentional yeah intentional book so uh, you guys got your gifts i'm so happy i hope you enjoyed it Chef, a bag, and we have these amazing cookies that Cocktails, you guys have been nibbling on. A nice ambiance. The drinks are flowing. The drinks are flowing. Um, 
for sweet sake did the beautiful cookies for us um we're gonna continue the conversation but we're gonna end the podcast thank you all for listening it might have just sounded like a bunch of women just talking but that's what it was supposed to sound like because (laughs) we're breaking bed and y'all know we dropped some gems y'all know y'all gonna use them as captions just make sure you hashtag breaking bread with peachy and we will see you next time Thanks for breaking bread with me. Until we gather again, smooches.